What a special day. It's Galaxy Fold Day, and uh, my goodness, my reaction to this device is its really not even what I expected of myself. Uh, if, you, if you saw my video, you got a sense for that vibe. If you saw the unboxing video where I showed it off, I had my first impressions and so on. And now, of course, I've been playing with it for a little while longer. I got some new thoughts, some feelings, and of course, all of you guys have hit me up with so many questions, so I thought... Why not hop on here on the long-form content that we're doing here on this channel and just have a Q&A, a discussion, a little more in-depth talk about this device because I do believe there's all kinds of implications about the smartphone game, about computing, about technology. There's, there's, this is just, it's a change in direction. It's a real change in direction from what we've seen in smartphones for a long time. It's been hard for me because, I mean, it's hard for any of us in this game where we make videos on all these devices to like, to get, to get properly amped up for some next device when compared to this now, they all feel so similar. That's how distinctive this thing is. Once you get it in hand, once you start to use it, it the experience is quite a bit different from just seeing it in video. But anyhow, the purpose of this video is to address you guys, to take a look at the questions regarding this, because that's one of the best ways to make sure you cover it comprehensively or as comprehensively as possible. After all, I've only had a few hours with this, so keep that in mind, but I do feel like I can answer some of your questions and concerns, so I put out a tweet on the Lou Later Twitter account, and there was a lot of feedback. Of course, I would expect nothing different with such a, such a polarizing, unusual device, the questions that came in, I mean, we had uh, quite the quantity, in fact. So there are, what do we have? We have 60-plus questions, though I think, Will, you're going to pick your favorites. So let's go ahead. Let's do it. Let's address some of the questions and concerns and dive a little deeper, a deep dive, dare I say a deep dive, into the Galaxy Fold, the latest smartphone from Samsung. Okay, how does it feel to touch the screen? Does it feel like you're touching plastic? This is from Nuno. It's plastic. It's absolutely plastic. It has to be plastic. So this is this was an area of concern for me, in fact. But surprisingly, not such an area of concern on this device as the one that I don't have, which is the Huawei Mate X, the competitor folding phone. So because this thing folds, there's no glass on here. This is absolutely plastic, and it does have a soft feel to it when you touch it. It's not offensive. It, it's, it just sort of reminds you of older smartphones once upon a time, pre-Gorilla Glass. And, of course, that's in order to accommodate this factor right here. Now, the reason that I'm less worried about this one when compared to the competition in the form of the Huawei Mate X is because this is a clamshell. This takes that plastic display and folds inwards, like so, and protects it. And then, of course, you have glass on the outside over top the smaller display, as you can see right there. Now, in the Mate X, they take a different approach. In order to protect the large screen size on the outside of the device when it's not unfolded, they put this screen on the outside of the device and have it fold backwards onto itself. Now, first... When I was making speculative videos here, pre-launch of these devices, I was saying, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. You're going to want the big display on the outside 
But then having touched this, I was like, man, if it's the exact same tech as this is, I would be a bit nervous with a $2,500, $2,400 phone like the Mate X just throwing it in the pocket with a plastic display. So to answer your question, Nuno, yes, this is absolutely plastic. It's flexible because it's plastic. I don't know if in the future Gorilla Glass will be able to develop a product that's capable of folding, bending, flexing quite like this. But for now, I would be careful with this particular device. It's expensive, and I'm just glad that when it goes in your pocket, it's folded like this so that that surface is not exposed to the particles, sand, and so on that might accumulate in your pocket. So I hope that covers it for you, but it's definitely plastic. It's absolutely plastic, and uh, it kind of has to be for the time being until Gorilla Glass is capable of innovating to this degree. Okay, what's the next question you have there, Will? For the average consumer, is the Galaxy Fold going to make a positive impact or be cumbersome for daily use? Okay, so, oh, this, by the way, this is from F. Rashid. This device is cost prohibitive. It's very expensive, obviously, uh, around 2000 bucks. So just because of that, it's not going to be for the average consumer. You can get a great smartphone these days for like 500 bucks. And what you're doing on this phone is not, at least for now, all that different than what you would achieve on the uh, smaller, non-folding, cheaper smartphone. So I don't think it's going to represent a value point for the average consumer. But if this question is to be perceived without cost in mind, just strictly functionality, like if this was the same price, let's say, as a regular smartphone, I will say there are benefits and drawbacks. So obviously, in this slim form factor, this display, I mean, it, it's kind of, it reminds you of a different era of smartphones, the scale of it, and the fact that you have these giant bezels on top and bottom. It's not really a substitute for a full-on typical 2019 smartphone experience so that means you're going to be unfolding it a lot now this is kind of a mixed bag for me i was apprehensive like a lot of things regarding this phone apprehension the feeling you know it's different difference causes apprehension but then playing with it i realized how addictive the unfold and the fold actually is like the process of doing so kind of like a laptop you know when you're done your work on your laptop and you just casually i'm done with it the phone has a similar thing where you're having a conversation you know maybe in a business environment or maybe you're watching a video something and someone comes over to you and you just close it up like that it sends this message like you're ready to talk it's kind of there's something strangely addictive about the mechanical aspect of this device now on the downside it's big i mean imagine you're walking the streets and people have these things in front of their face. It's already bad enough as it is with the giant phones. This is even more giant. It's blocking your view from the world. If everyone has one of these in front of their faces, I could see it potentially being a problem. That said, the entire package is lighter and thinner than I expected. And so therefore, even one-handed operation for scrolling, reading, possibly opening up an ebook or... Uh, browsing some kind of, I don't know what you guys do, maybe a spreadsheet, email, and things like this, it's actually surprisingly comfortable. So it's more practical than I expected, but of course it's bigger, and there is that function of opening it up. So the actual input, you could consider it cumbersome, but of course the payoff 
that you get the bigger display size, the ability to have multiple apps open at the same time and legitimately be able to see what's on them, I think those factors will outweigh the drawbacks for a lot of customers who can consider a device at this price point. That's what I think. All right, Will, what do you got next for me here? That was a good question, by the way, from F. Rashad. F. Rashid, sorry. Rashid. Rashid? Rashid. F. Rashid. There it is. All right, this is from Azan. Azan? Can you keep it partially folded and play video or video chat so it can stand on its own? Absolutely. I can actually demonstrate this right now. In fact, this really surprised me. So, oh, by the way, there you can see three apps open at the same time. This is really easy to do. And I could see maybe three is overkill, two probably more likely. But I can go ahead and just put, create a single screen. You can actually adjust how much of the, you can actually adjust how much of the display that any individual window is taking up. So like I can go ahead and expand that one to take up the full display. Anyhow, I'm gonna launch YouTube real quick because that was your question. So if I play this video, you'll see that as I begin to fold the device, it doesn't stop the video. You can leave it like that. So if you're okay with the seam in the middle, it's actually a good question. Had I not experienced this myself, I would not know, but you can keep the seam and watch a video on a table just like this. It's kind of a unusual, unexpected functionality. Now, the other thing I noticed with this is in the partially folded mode like this, you can scroll still. Like everything, it still works completely like a smartphone. It doesn't affect the input at all. So for some possibly with smaller hands, you could actually use it partially folded. It's a bizarre scenario, but... Yes, it totally works. You can stand it up and have it play video, music possibly. But keep in mind, $2,000 phone, do you want to have it up like this? I don't know. That's up to you. That's up to you. All right, here we go. Do you feel this could replace a standard phone or does the inconvenient fold factor additional bulk and all of this make it a portable tablet rather than a phone? Also, how's the battery life? Okay, so... This is, uh, this is tough to address because in terms of battery, I don't have enough exposure to it yet. That's going to take some time to evaluate uh, compared to other phones that I've used on a, on a more frequent basis. In fact, I'll give you a little sneak, a little sneak peek here. Obviously, I'm going to switch over to this device exclusively very soon. I'm going to take the SIM card out of the P30 Pro and switch over to this. So then I'll have a better idea of how to answer that. But it does feel like a tablet. To, 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 to be fair, it's kind of in the same department as like uh, an iPad mini, scale-wise. So if you've, ever, if you've ever held one of those, it feels like that, except lighter, obviously. And of course, it folds. Somehow, it doesn't seem as cumbersome as a tablet. And maybe that's just because psychologically, you know it goes in your pocket eventually. <laughs> like, and a tablet never will. A solid-state tablet, whether it's an iPad mini, iPad Pro, whatever, any of the, the ones, even from Samsung, anything that's on the market, it's this giant slab that must be put into a bag or carried under your arm. I think the reason that this feels more accessible is because you know that at any moment you can just do this and move on and it goes into a pocket. It's a key difference, even though 
the experience of using it is similar. So I would say in a way, it's both. It, it actually is both. It kind of is the promise of being a phone and a tablet. Maybe we need to bring back the word phablet, unfortunately. Not a huge, a huge fan of that terminology, to be honest, but it's kind of a, it's an interesting term because I remember when it was first born, when uh, when the Galaxy Note series launched, and everyone said, probably myself included, that thing's crazy. Who's going to use that? Who would want such a thing, such a gigantic smartphone? And people were ridiculed, actually, for having it. And then you look at the size of smartphone displays now, and everyone's like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's my main screen. I use it all the time. It's the number one screen I interact with. And now they're all six-plus inches in size, and it just seems standard. I think... This is definitely a 1.0 version of this tech being implemented, but it acts, it can give you insight into what the future of these devices might be like. It could be that 1.0 version. Now you start hearing words like phablet being tossed around as much as you might hate them. It's the same thing that happened once upon a time with the Note series of products before they were ever popular and when people were ridiculed for having giant phones. So I'm not sure that it matters that this thing is going to be called those kinds of names or that it's reminiscent of those products. I just think the tech is too compelling right now. The wow factor here, everybody I've shown this to, everyone who's interacted with it is like, man, there is something going on there that's different. In a space where we've seen such limited iteration, you know, small little tweaks from version to version and a slightly better camera and so on and so forth, this one whether it's a tablet or a phone or both, it has that factor when people interact with it, that factor of, oh, that's something different. That's a completely new device because it transforms. It really transforms, and it transforms. I remember I did a video once upon a time on a on a product, an Asus like sub-notebook type of tablet transformer. It was called a transformer way back in the day. And it was like, yeah, that thing sort of transformed, but it was clunky, it was bulky. This thing, this thing legitimately transforms. It really just feels like it's two different products and it slides in your pocket. And I mean, you could probably tell from my enthusiasm, my feeling on this particular device, I'm, I'm very, I, I started out skeptical and now I'm very optimistic. I see, I see the light. I see the bright side. It's not perfect. The seam is there. I feel the need to say that I'm probably going to have a question about that in a moment, but the, the seam is there. That can probably change as versions change. It's plastic on the front. Maybe Gorilla Glass can can do something about that. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like it's an indication of where we're going. It's an aspirational, it's, a, it's an imaginative device. I don't think it's clunky. At least it's not as clunky as I expected it to be. Does that work? That's from, that's from Tomas. Nemec, thank you very much for the question, sir. Do you feel as a first-generation product that this is the model to buy, or should we wait to see what other folding phones will come out? Do you think Apple will produce a folding phone? So this is an interesting part of the conversation I've been thinking about a lot, actually. Uh, this is a real problem for Apple. And it's not, a real, it's not a problem for Apple in the immediate or practical sense. They're not going to sell a whole boatload of volume. They'll probably meet or exceed their expectations for sales, but I don't believe they're going to sell an absolute boatload on the scale of like the S10 or the iPhone XS, something like this. The reason it's a problem is because it represents the cutting edge. 
if I said this in a previous video, represents sort of like the F1 car for car manufacturers. It's like, here's the most extreme thing that we can do because we are the company, the brand that's innovating. So if people are out in public using this, even if it's not everyone, the brand association with this bizarre and unusual implementation of what a smartphone looks like or is gives incredible clout to Samsung. Samsung gets to be the first to market with a with a an, an actual proper flexible display device because they are the company that was willing to take the risk and now they receive the feedback, the benefit of having taken that risk. Their brand gets associated with the absolute cutting edge and Apple does not. And so as you know, whether you care or not, a lot of what Apple does or doesn't do has to do with public perception, the stock market, uh, meeting expectations, and so on. In a, in a way, it's kind of hard for them to be as imaginative as they once were because of their success, almost handicapped in a way by their own success. So if Apple does do it, which I expect they have to at some point, I think it's a it's a long ways off. I don't think it's in the next generation of phones. Uh, what was the first part of the question? Just head back to that for a second there, Will. Uh, oh, first generation. Yes, it's definitely a first generation product, and the price reflects that. I think people will buy this because they are technology fans, because they're, they're people like myself. They're people who watch channels like this, who just the novelty factor alone and sort of participating in the fringe is a compelling prospect on its own but that doesn't necessarily make it practical like i said you're not really doing anything different on here you're still consuming media you're still answering emails it's still android it's still a mobile os you're just kind of interacting with it a little differently so my recommendation for most people would be you get yourself a 500 dollars smartphone there's plenty of good ones and save the 1500 bucks but there is that extra extended factor for the super fans, for the people like myself that just feel the need to interact with a fresh form factor. And for those people, it's hard to figure out what kind of a value you put on that. For myself, I was like, I got to get that device in hand as soon as possible. Now, granted, I have this YouTube channel. So that, that makes some sense. Not this YouTube channel, Unbox Therapy YouTube channel and this YouTube channel. Uh, but I think for the average person, just the price alone means you should probably wait for it to come down a little bit so you're not, you know, spending a month's worth of cash on this device. But then again, I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you're a super tech fan, if, if this is uh, what you live for, then it could be a fun thing to experiment with like it has been for me. All right, you have any more questions there, Will? Oh, we got a bunch here. Yeah, I'm just going through the feed right now. We got a whole feed. Okay, we got a bunch. How about this? How durable is the hinge? Okay, that was actually a concern of mine. One of the weird things about the phone is it doesn't close completely. And that kind of, I mean, I knew that, but like I can see through it. Like light passes through it where the hinge is. It's kind of like a sandwich sort of with a crust on it. And there's magnets on the front edge that actually allow it to clasp down and create that click and stay closed when you want it to stay closed and then open up when you open it up. What I can say about the hinge is it feels high quality. This is a brand new device. I can't speak to long-term durability, only my own speculation based on my experience with it to this point. It feels solid. It has a nice click to it. It hasn't been beaten up yet, uh, but I don't know. I mean, based on their original 
the original keynote there, they said it can be open and closed like some in tremendous number of times. Samsung has a long history with hardware manufacturing in the consumer electronics space, which is another reason why I'm optimistic about this product is that they, they're not the type of company, at least typically, I mean, obviously uh, the Note series notwithstanding when they were exploding, that was, that was not a good look. But, but generally speaking, uh, we're looking at really nicely designed hardware, and this is no different. I would say, based on my exposure to this to this point, I'm more than satisfied with the hinge and my perceived durability of it and the addictive nature of oh and the this is a weird one the ability to close it with one hand right i didn't know that was going to be an option i thought it was a two-handed situation but you just push down in the middle with your thumb and it's super clean it's wonderful and will's got a cool video here actually of the fold being open and closed like a billion times by these automated machines and it's that's an addictive video on its own you don't even need to try it you could just watch that and understand that they've gone above and beyond with the testing. Now, I've been in smartphone facilities before where I see them uh, being tested for durability and heat and, and various other aspects. And it's, it's really amazing to see the work that goes into these things. And it's much like I talked about in the unboxing video where I really appreciate these kinds of products that are ambitious and, and the number of people that have to work on them to bring them to, to light. It's a creative process, just like any other art form. It's so many minds that come together, testing, engineers, and so on, to make this thing a possibility that you can put in your pocket that's reasonably durable and has a gigantic folding display inside of a smartphone and can maybe replace a computer for a lot of people. It's actually, it's kind of it's cool, that's for sure. All right, maybe we'll take one more question. Will, what do you think? We'll take one more. Does the camera cutout bother you while using it? Just by looking at it, it feels like a, a step backwards. I agree with that. It's, it's absolutely a step backwards. So this... Uh, by default, you can see the black background kind of shields the cutout. This is a common tactic for smartphone manufacturers to make it, to diminish the appearance of the notch or cutout. Now, if I load up, let's say, Chrome, I'm looking for a white window here in order to showcase the full extent. There, you can you can see the cutout on there. Now, on a web page, it kind of, it weirdly makes the image or or the page itself look like a folder, kind of like a folder icon. It's a big notch, to be honest. Uh, I find it to be more of a distraction on the web than while watching video, because video's already got the black bars on it to begin with, and we're kind of used to that. Whereas once you're in a web browser, a lot of phones will just put a black bar where the notch happens to be. In this case, they let you still see some information and only black out the notch. Uh, it is weird. I don't know why it has to be so big specifically. There's two lenses in it. Not really necessary for me. One of them's for the live focus. I mean, we can argue about whether you really need that or want that. A hole punch would be amazing here. I would obviously prefer that. For whatever reason, they couldn't put it in here. It might have to do with how thin it is. Of course, it's got, the, it's got a totally different display component, so I'm sure that there's reason for it. Uh, the frame components have to be strong enough to deal with this type of treatment. So I'm not really certain. It's definitely a step back if the hole punch was an option. But I would say in exchange for this incredibly innovative, futuristic design, I can live with the notch. And trust me, I hate notches. So that does say something about how much, how much I've enjoyed this product existing.
So anyway, I hope that helped to answer a few of your questions. I know there's going to be many more. And I'm going to switch over to this device, and I'm sure I'll answer many more of your questions as my exposure to it is extended. But I just want to reiterate something that I said in the unboxing video. And if you haven't seen the unboxing video, you should go check it out. In my excitement around this device, I don't want it to get misconstrued. I know there's going to be people out there saying, oh, you're, you're a fanboy or, or this or that. Lou never is never this excited for some new phone. I'm not looking at it like it's... I'm not looking at it necessarily compared to other smartphones. I understand the price of it. I understand you have great products from companies like Apple and, and Samsung and Huawei and OnePlus and, and Oppo. And, you know, there's so much happening in the smartphone space. My excitement here is more just for the realm in general. It's, it's an excitement associated with innovative and unusual things, experimentation, kind of the original reason that I got into this channel, I said it in the unboxing video, it's that wow factor, that wow moment when you you have a gadget or you use a piece of software or there's, an, there's a kind of a, a reaction that you have to the product where you can only meet, you can only meet it with wow or whoa or something like that. And in my videos on Unbox Therapy, that's been a huge component of those videos is that, yes, I want to describe a product effectively, but also I want to showcase my emotion related to the product. And when you're watching my reaction, it's real time. It's happening there in front of me, in front of you. There's no act. It's just that's me reacting to the thing and unlike a script or something like that there's no faking it's just it either is wow it either is whoa or it's not and I'm sure if you go back and watch my videos you can see all kinds of variations in how exciting exciting or interesting a product is based on my reaction not necessarily even the words coming out of my mouth so this kind of reinvigorates my focus in the space it proves to me that even though I may have thought smartphones where one thing, they can be something else. And even though I thought, you know, the next scope of videos I was going to make before this thing was shown off would have looked like one thing, I got met with this other thing. And that's always exciting. It kind of, it's like a reboot to the whole tech segment. It's, it makes you, it, it makes you take a step back and say, maybe things don't have to be exactly how they are. And I think that those moments of imagination are few and far between, and they're really hard to achieve. And so therefore, when I see it and when I feel it, I feel that it is my responsibility to reflect it as accurately as possible. So it's not a fanboy thing. I don't care if you go and buy this thing or not. I don't, you know, you maybe you love it, maybe you hate it. The fact is, it has elicited a response. It has captured attention. And in the smartphone space, especially over the last little while, that's been a difficult thing to do. We've seen these minor iterations and we haven't seen these mega overhauls. This thing is an overhaul and you have to appreciate that piece of it, whether you love or hate this particular implementation. So I applaud the ambition, as I said in the unboxing video, and I honestly can't wait to make more videos with it and explore it. You know, you guys probably wonder why it is that in the switching videos, when I switch smartphones on Unbox Therapy, why I'm like this, like facepalm, and some of you are sick of it and bored of it, but it started because it was like, 
you know, switching smartphones so frequently is actually, it's a bit of a headache. Hear me out. I know you're right now you're like spoiled. What do you, I would love to, to try. If you have a smartphone that you really like, say the Galaxy S10, which I really like, or even before that, OnePlus 6T, Google Pixel, you don't necessarily want to switch it. You'd be like, this thing, I love the photos. I love this aspect. And, and so there's always things maybe you don't. But maybe sometimes you don't, you, you want to stick to the one that you really like for whatever reason. But of course, I switch, I do the whole transition and so on because I really want to know what's happening in the landscape. So the original facepalm is a consequence of not wanting to switch one time and then we just kept up uh, the meme aspect of it in case you've been wondering. But this switch, because this is so different and I really feel I can put my, my tools to work on this one, where I can go, use it, interpret it, find little things I like, find little things I don't like, and really interact with a completely new form factor. That's exciting. So, so don't expect a facepalm in this particular Switch video. Anyway, there you have it. A, a little more comprehensive, possibly even call it a deep dive on the Samsung Galaxy phone. It's the most interesting phone right now. That's, that's it, period. You pull this thing out, you're going to have a conversation. You can't deny it's weird and strangely de delightful. At least that's what I'm going to say. And uh, more to come on this, especially on the Unbox Therapy channel, of course. But I hope you enjoyed this uh, more comprehensive look here on the Lou Later channel. So if you're not subscribed here, make sure to go ahead and do that as well. Because who knows what we're talking about here. I just know we go deeper. That's what this is all about. Lou Later. See you guys later.